business and people. Your host, Walt Bayless. Let's get this show started. Welcome to the Business and People podcast. I'm your host, Walt Bayless, and on today's show, we talk to Mike O'Neill. Mike is the CEO of Integrated Alliances, and he's one of the top LinkedIn trainers in the world. In fact, he was named twice on the Forbes Top 50 Social Media Influencers list. He's a published author, a stage speaker, and someone who facilitates connections and growing your network. We talk about all kinds of different things. Of course, we spend time on LinkedIn. We talk about the different uh, situations there and how to use the platform and what he feels is going to be the future with LinkedIn. And then we go into a little bit more personal detail. We're talking about some of his goals and some of the challenges and some of the successes that he's had in over 16 years of being a CEO and running multiple organizations as he goes. This is a great interview. There's lots of tips for you. If you're an entrepreneur, if you're looking for someone to, to grow your connections your networks. Terrific interview with Mike. I hope you enjoy our Business and People podcast episode with Mr. Mike O'Neill. Mike O'Neill, thanks so much for joining us on the show. Uh, Thank you for having me, Walt. It's great to be here. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, you know, when I look at your resume and I look at, uh, at what you've done in the past, being somebody that was Uh, You and I were talking before we hit the record button. You were the only LinkedIn trainer in the world in 2004, 2005. You've been in Forbes' uh, top 50 social media influencers twice. You were one of the only 10 people in the world to build up over 30,000 connections on LinkedIn. Mike, I have to ask you, what does a day in the life of Mike O'Neill now, as as the CEO of Integrated Alliances, what does it look like for you? Well, you know, I, I get up earlier now. Right. Okay. So, so it starts. It starts a little earlier. If, if you want to get more done in a day, what do you do? You start a little earlier. Sure. Absolutely. You go to bed a little earlier too. You know, we start a little earlier. Um, but you know, I have a lot of folks that are reaching out to me in response to things that I have sent to them. So yeah. I have my target market, and I send them messages and invitations, and I endorse and and um, you know, I, I engage folks mostly from my inbox. Okay. Cool. Focus on the inbox. And frankly, that's that's a troublesome spot right now, the inbox. It's hard to find stuff in there, isn't it? Find yeah, it's the, getting worse and worse as well, isn't it? But my day focuses around that LinkedIn inbox and my and my Gmail inbox. Yeah, right. all the things. Do you, one, one of the things that you've done in your uh, amazing career so far is uh, you've written the book, of course, The, uh, the Rockstar of LinkedIn, um, and you talk about standing out there. How do you stand out in the inbox? Is that something that, that you've got a, a technique for? When you're, when you're looking at developing these sales pipelines, is there something or is there a set of skills or tools that you use to get that message across? And, of course, you don't have to give away the secret sauce, but, you know, let's I get some secrets. Why not? Yeah, okay. Why not? Here, here's my big thing. Um, if it looks good to you, maybe you should try doing that to other people. If it feels good to you, because generally, if it feels good to you, it's your style. And for some folks, it's a direct style. Like, let's meet, let's, I'd love to meet you for a cup of coffee. You know, really direct, like, just like that. Yeah. And other yeah. folks like to be courted more. You know, it's like a dog or a cat. The dog loves you right away, but the cat, you know, you gotta, you know, court <laughs> its love a little bit. Right. And, and, you, and it's kind of important, if possible, to try to find out what bucket other people are in. It's that whole DISC and ENFP and Myers-Briggs and all that stuff. I think that's where the coolest thing that's happening right now is to learn from traits and tools and systems 
how to respond and how to engage somebody. He likes numbers, so make sure he inserts numbers in a sentence. Yeah. He's yeah. a colorful sort of a guy. Tell a story. And that, that's, that, that's where I think things are really interesting nowadays. Um, people on your show want to hear about new stuff, right? Where's the new stuff? You know, not, not like, you know, you need a good profile. I'm yeah, right. Yeah. Sure, sure, you do. Sure. You know, a thousand other people have told me that. Thank you for reinforcing that. But with new ideas, I think where the really cool new stuff is happening and where the fit in and stand out part are um, has, has to do with these personas and knowing that, you know, I attract somebody here this way and somebody there that way. Let me give you an example. I'll just use a LinkedIn profile as an example. If you want to appeal to folks with numbers and, and the left and right brains, you might tell a little story and then have that story talk about, you know, how it was a 48% increase in something thanks to right. that story. So you get them this way or you get them that way. Absolutely. Absolutely. I've heard, I've heard a lot of people, Mike, talk about the fact that with so much technology and so many, uh, you know, methods of communication with social media, that the actual art of communication is, is getting lost in that, in that jumble. Uh, and yet so many of the, I guess, the top marketing agencies and companies in the world are talking about the new, uh, the new style of communications or connections being the way to increase their sales. How do you feel about that in terms of um, uh, communications and actual conversations happening being that the, the real sales pipeline? Well, if you're doing one-on-one, that's really easy, okay? So if I'm not systemizing or or in any process here, but one-on-one, I always look at their profile for something and I can relate to. Where is there some intersection in my world with theirs? And chances are there's more than one, two, three, four, especially if you consider, you know, my dad went to those, these schools, my mom went to those, my brother went to those, and guess what? You went to my brother's school. You know, however you kind of find some little thing. But um, it, it's a really important to have the right message and the right market. You know, techie people you can use jargon with. Yeah. You know, I'll, I'll use things like, you know, SD-WAN when I'm talking to my technology folks. Sure. But I would never dare do that. I mean, tell you, you might know what SD-WAN is. But <laughs> I have no idea. But <laughs> probably does not. So, yeah. so let me just for 30 seconds tell you what it is. So I, since yeah. I brought up something that wants to know. So if if you have a business here at home, I was a technology sales engineer. If you had a business here at home or a a small business, you might have your internet service over a wired line and over an internet uh, or or a wireless line, you know, kind of like the old puck. Remember the internet puck? Absolutely. So so that's really common nowadays. And and through the router, they're able to say this traffic is better going mobile and this stuff is better going over landline Got it. just like a router we used to do with a, you know, a T1 and a DS3 in my old technology days. Same. But, but that, that's kind of a cool thing. And I, it's, it's like the, the hip thing in the telecom world now. Okay. Mention it in a sentence, you know, you get a point. Nice. Okay. <laughs> so, so actually that's a really nice analogy. And, and in terms of making sales, connecting with people, building that network, uh, you know, without sounding, making it sound like a scoreboard, uh, scoring those points. So you, you mentioned, you know, if somebody's into technology, mention the technology and you get a point. If somebody's into, uh, you know, they're, they're more of a numbers person, speak in the numbers method and you get a point. Is there, a, is there would you say that there's a, um, a set number of points that you would need to get in a conversation in order to correctly communicate with someone? 
Well, you're talking about lead scoring in a certain way, and I I, I get that. And and lead scoring on a on a poor man's budget. Yeah, okay. sure. Um, okay. Um, so I, I personally think that you should knock on a door three, four, five times before you consider that door to kind of be near shut. Okay. okay. And, and so if you connect with someone and send a message afterwards, that's not enough. Another one. And Go another. on down a little bit. Yeah. But once again, these messages out here are of interest to that specific audience. Yeah, sure. In, in my world, people want help with doing better searches, for example. So I've got a little, I'll call it a lead magnet, you know, yeah. in some worlds. For, for me, I'm just helping folks with learning, you know, the things I know. Yeah. But it's one little tiny thing of all this stuff they could buy. It's one little thing that really helps. And that is like the industries on LinkedIn. There's 147 industries on LinkedIn, right? And you're in one and I'm in one. But we're only in one. Right. And we must be in one. Yeah. Do you see the power of that? It's mutually exclusive. You can slice the bread up 147 times and nothing's wasted. No one's left out. Yeah, sure. Absolutely. Yeah. There aren't many filters where you have that option, you know, to kind of, you know, not lose anybody in the process. The other one is industry. Okay. You're not going to lose anybody there either. Everyone has to have one and can only have one. So there's a little bit of, add that with a little bit of Boolean and you're starting to stir this little soup up here. Okay. that's, That's really where, where I come into play a lot is to do the fancy targeting and stuff. Okay. The messaging and all, there's people who do that so well. It's not me. Yeah, right. I and again, I guess that's, that's staying to your slice of bread. Um, well, I'm, I'm slicing bread over here and they're buttering bread over there. Right. Okay? Their messages and stuff. Understood. Um, fundamentally, you have this. You have targets. And you have messages, and they go together like this, and do a system called a campaign. Nice, nice. We're going to talk. We're going to talk a little bit. We'll talk a little bit more about that in a minute because uh, I know, as again, before we clicked on the record button, we were talking about the new way of of building out some of that automation, which I think is fascinating and super cool. But Mike, why LinkedIn? I mean, if if I was a business owner. Uh, or if I was somebody looking to build my sales pipeline, you know, I'm an entrepreneur trying to find customers, I guess, as, as everybody is. Uh, I might turn to you and I'd say, you know, LinkedIn, really? Why would I use LinkedIn as opposed to, you know, blowing all my ad budget on Facebook ads, for example, which is what everybody else okay. is saying. You have to be specific, okay? Yeah. Okay, so blowing your ad budgets on Facebook, I get that. Yeah. Um, most of the folks that I target would tell you they don't do much on Facebook, so good luck with Facebook ads for them. Right. So in, in other words, you're not, you're, you're not actually finding that audience on that platform at all. You know, a, a select group, yeah. you know, yeah. the, the best are quite frankly, yeah. you know, to up, upper tier, but most of them are not, you know, they're just, they don't get it. If, if you, if you ask them how to unfriend somebody on Facebook, they wouldn't know what, what that meant. I mean, really, they just don't know much at all or they're not even there, but the ones that are there, Okay. You don't need the whole world out there. Yeah. If Facebook ads just gives you this many and that's enough for you, mm-hmm. hallelujah. You don't need the whole world. That's the whole, that's a big thing to understand here is getting enough yeah, sure. bite size and another bite size when you need it. Yeah, absolutely. And I think, um, you know, in terms of platform of choice, so um, from a marketing standpoint, I think one of the first things that we talk to everybody about is defining who your customer is. And that first step is something that not a lot of people do. 
in a, in a detailed enough way. But, you know, I'm asking you about LinkedIn and we're talking about Facebook and obviously there's Instagram and there's YouTube and there's all these other platforms. And I think from a business owner's point of view, would you say that that definition of finding who your customer is and then we can target the campaign on the right platform, would you say the importance of that is fairly high? You know, it's absolutely critical because you don't want to target the wrong people. Sure. That's what gets you into trouble. Yeah. It's never the right guy that you targeted that, that complains about you. It's the wrong person that gets put into the mix. Yeah. So, so let me let me just share That's just an interesting a, point, by the way. A few really, really good tools that make that possible. First, you need sales navigator. Okay. A LinkedIn a professional tool, sales navigator. Uh, got, got to have Sales Navigator for this. Okay, yep. got to have Sales Navigator. Okay, because Sales Navigator lets you create lists and tags and scrub them, so that you can create just this object over here that says just these people. Okay, Fantastic. so you start you start with a search, and the search you can create a, a list from a search that you can scrub. Once you got the scrub list, it's now these are bona fide. These folks. Nice. This is the, this is the center of the target. Yeah, and now we're going to run with them and do that. But remember the message sequence, the targets and the message sequence match to one another here. But having the best list possible where the people can be scrubbed from it, Sales Navigator required to do that. Perfect. It's a technology called Tags. Okay. Tell me about Tags. So so if I have a list of 25 people on a page – Yep. I can push a button at the top and maybe two buttons at the top in this case and put a tag on all of those profiles and say, you're on that list called the hot prospect list. Cool. Yeah. I go to the next page, tag that page. They're all on a hot prospect list and so on and so on. Let's say I do that for a thousand results. It's 40 pages, right? Yep. So 40 pages, all that work takes 15 minutes to do that. Nice. And you've got a thousand hot prospects. You've got well. You've got a list with a thousand potential hot prospects. Mm-hmm. You can now go, ah, not that one, not that one, not that one, and just take the ones that are bona fide that have been that have been approved by you. Because now you can do more with it, right? Yeah. There, everyone who's controversial who might take offense to receiving this message or whatever, you're gone. Straight out. This list now. So you're literally only making sure you're talking to the people who are wanting to hear that message that you've got a, a, a good connection with in terms of what you're presenting to them and making sure that they're in a, the right recipient mode. That's right. So the yeah. words that we're going to have in our messages, the main word, keywords there were used to find them over here, you could say. You know, they kind of have that little thing back and forth. The thing with Sales Navigator really makes it possible. I mentioned tags. Yep. Big thing. But you have 29 filters there. And you only have 11 in LinkedIn. Yeah, right. Okay. Even premium LinkedIn. So 18 more filters. So you can take the ones out. out that you don't need. That's right. That's right. So, so you want the software to do as much work as possible. So you have to do as little untagging as possible to scrub your list. Yeah, cool. If you have to, t- if you have to unscrub more than two or three people on a page, then maybe the search should have been a little bit better. Okay. Understood. Five for sure. I would, I would revisit that. I think there's there's probably, I would say, a majority of business owners and entrepreneurs who are aware of LinkedIn and probably, uh, you know, maybe even hearing about Sales Navigator for the first time. Uh, and, and you know, if you're in the car, they'll, they'll be jotting that down as something to Google when they get to the office or something like that. Um, are there other tools out there as well, Mike, that, that 
you know, a business owner should look into in terms of creating that sales pipeline and that, that, uh, that movement forward? So let's move beyond LinkedIn for a moment because it's Sales Navigator with LinkedIn, just period. Cool. Get, get a free month. So let me share some of my other favorite tools and tricks. Go for it. I'd love it. Google. Yeah. Wow. Never heard of that one. <laughs> Tell me and about I don't, it. I don't, I don't, is Google one of your favorite tools? Google G Suite. Yeah. Are you with me now? Yeah. Google Docs, Sheets, Folders. Absolutely. Whole, from Gmail to calendars to everything. Put everything on Google. Shut everything else out. Or as, as, as much as you can. It took us a couple of years to get to it. Yeah. But it's been wonderful. And in five minutes, I got Google on the phone doing whatever I want them to do. Taking over my screen and showing me where to go. Logging into the system. Going through their little back-end stuff to solve my problem. And just like that. Yeah. Got amazing it. service, really. From, from something that you consider to be a free platform, I've always found the Google service to be incredible. Well, I pay 50 bucks a year. Yeah. Okay, so we have the, for the G Suite, yeah. G Suite, so our domain is there. Um, we even have our, our DNS over there now. So Google's, yep. you know, as much as I can put into one platform as possible. Absolutely. I'm a big fan of platforms. So like on the automated marketing and stuff, there's a platform I'm looking at over there too. I don't want to make a recommendation over there yet though. I mean, don't. don't yeah, don't, no, that's okay. Don't we'll, some, we'll, uh, we'll let people contact you. We'll let people contact you and and uh, and uh, you can uh, get in touch with them and sort of steer them down that path if they want to go. I think you've got a you've got an amazing resources area. Is it is it uh, navigatelinkedin.com? Navigating navigating linkedin.com. We're in the process of navigating. Nice, fantastic. So they people can go there and find a, a lot of uh, amazing resources and get in touch with you as well, which I, I highly uh, recommend people to do. Mike, let's have a, a, a brag session just for a minute. Let's have a, a let's have an ego session. I know you've worked with with uh, customers and, and clients all across the world. What's what's some of the the most amazing results that you've been able to achieve for your for your customers? Well, you know, he, I, I had a and I'm here. We remain un, unnamed over here since he's un, unemployed. Okay. That? But uh, he took Sales Navigator that he already had. Um, he had his own license, okay? So, so when he left his company, he lost his job. Yeah. Technology friend of mine, so I kind of coached him. I don't really deal with job seekers much, okay? So if you're a job seeker, you know, if you're yeah. technology, maybe. Okay. Um, but uh, because I kind of got some ins there. But I, I'm in a very, very narrow lane. But, but you, take, you take Sales Navigator and you say, all right, I want to work for these companies. He had his list of companies. We put them in his accounts, Nice. At those at those companies, we found who the folks are that he might either report to or work with. Saved them as leads. Okay, and we used an automation tool to actually invite them to connect, but nothing more, just to connect. Because everyone who did connect, he sent a nice personal message to, and he got a nice sales manager job there. And it took about, frankly, it took about two months. Wow. Okay, I won't say, I won't say it happened real quickly. Nothing in the HR world happens quickly. Yeah, but sure. he did, did land a position that was not published. Nice. That's now, that's the job seeker side. On, on, the, on the sales side, I deal with folks that, you know, one sale pays for my whole program times many. Yeah, you know, yeah. You know, 10, 20, $30,000 dollar deals on up and not, not the kind of $500 side and stuff. So um, in, terms of, uh, in terms of the markets we work with are technology folks and coaches and stuff. So, um, so I will say uh, uh, Matthew Todd, or he's a real name in this case, is, is an EOS implementer. Do you know what EOS is? I don't, know. 
entrepreneurial operating system. It's, it's okay. a blueprint for running a business and people get certified in it and then sort of implement that EOS nice. implementer um, in, into businesses. So those deals are worth 15 to 25 grand a pop because they do sessions that are five grand plus five grand plus five grand plus five grand and stuff. So we have to dial him down and he gets, he gets busy and we just have to slow down a little bit. I would not fully hibernate. Yeah. You got to keep a pulse going, but we're using an automation tool that we can do that with. So we can go a little faster when we need to a little slower when we're not. So you're literally and, turning on a tap to control the leads flow to make sure that, you know, you're not leaving people out in the cold if they're interested and you're keeping that pipeline full. Like that's a pretty amazing tool to be able to use. You know, being able to dial it up and down, he, he goes on vacation for a month. He goes to Monaco or, or, or Morocco, or you name it. Cannot, he goes to these places and, you know, we still got to keep a pulse going because, you know, and he does get into internet, you know, every so often on the trip. Yeah. But as he's coming off of this trip, we ramp it back up. So when you yeah, get home, the, the house is cool when you walk in the door, you know, or the, the, the motor is hot when you go to the car in the winter yeah. in Minnesota. Like right, still running. I love the analogies, mate. I love it. So, um, being able to, I, I guess, create those sales pipelines is something from an entrepreneur's perspective that I think everybody who I've ever spoken to as a as a business owner as an entrepreneur would just absolutely love that. So, again, I'm going to ask them to uh, to get in touch with you or get into uh, navigating LinkedIn and go and find out more about how they can follow you and and uh, get in touch. But what would you say is your biggest achievement so far, Mike? I mean, you've done some pretty awesome stuff. You've ticked off some amazing boxes. What's your personal biggest achievement yet? The Forbes list that I got on. Nice. You can imagine all the experts out there in the world all vying for this little thing. Most of them didn't even know it was there because, frankly, you can't qualify for it. Um, it's done for you. It's, it's a series of number of connections, number of this, number of that. It's like a clout score. Wow. Clout in the old days of clout. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So it was like a clout score, and I got on it twice. Um, and I actually uh, get this. um dated two other women that are on the list. Wow, awesome. That's an amazing in. Hey, I noticed that we're both on the Forbes social media influencer list. Let's get together. That's very cool. What about, um, Mike, along the way, something that I love to ask entrepreneurs and CEOs uh, is not only about that success, because I think that's an incredible uh, you know, endorsement of the skills that you've developed, but what would you say is, as a business owner, as an entrepreneur, what's the biggest mistake that you've made so far and what did you learn from that as you moved on? Oh, I got a great example. <laughs> I made a really big bad mistake. Um, so um, the, the the CEO Reed Hoffman of LinkedIn, right? I'm sitting at a table with him. I'm his boy for the day. He, he's come into Denver um, at this time. This is 2007. Cool. Okay? Um, there are pictures on LinkedIn in 2007. Nice. Just Okay. Yep. You know, you know now that Pat's a man or a woman. You didn't know seriously until, yeah. until they came along. So I'm sitting with him at the table, and I invite him to connect on LinkedIn, and and he responds back, "I can't connect with you." And he gave me a reason, and and I didn't, I didn't correct myself <laughs> so that he would connect with me. I see. So you you could have been connected. I, I literally could have done it for five minutes and changed it back. But you know, that would be a bad, a bad thing. And here's what it was. So if you've ever seen people on LinkedIn that show their email address as part of their last name. Yeah, sure. Yep. 
that dated way back to 2007. You know, it was really, really trending topic at the time. You know, you want people to invite you, you know, even if they have to put an email address to invite you, there it is. Got it. You know, so band people can invite you. That was part of the idea. And um, uh, I, I had it there and he said he wouldn't connect with me because of that. And, and I had a choice to change that. I could have said, I, I changed it, Mr. Hoffman. I said, okay, now I promise I'll never do that again. I'll tell everyone in the world never to do that. And I didn't. And I would be connected to the founder of LinkedIn, one of the richest men in the world, and people I, 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 I look up to the most. Wow. Okay. And I stood by my principal, and he stood by his, and I'm lesser. I think uh, that that is an amazing story, and if, if I'm if I'm putting a a, a children's uh, a, you know summary behind that, I would say always play by the rules. It's not worth it in any for anything else. You know, making sure that you're doing the right thing is going to pay off in the longest term. But, you know, yeah. and don't talk back to the judge. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know, the judge said, if, you know, he was really telling me, if you change that, I would do that. He was literally telling me that. Yeah, there you go. Don't talk back to the judge. The judge is the judge because of the reason that they hold that position. Um, Mike, what's something, if, if we look across, like you've done a lot of talking on stage and, you know, a published author, and I know you've got uh, a, a new book coming out, which I'm excited about. I think it's called Campaigns, which uh, I'm excited to see coming through. Um, what do you wish in the business world people talked more about that they don't enough? Um, I think people should talk more about their their personal uh, goals and and where they come from from the heart. I mean, you, you, uh, your your priorities like my, my if your priorities are more about children or or about you know safe water, but whatever the you know the soft side of you is, you should talk more more about that. Why you is know, that? It changes over time. You know, yeah. cause based marketing is a really big deal nowadays, right? You notice how. You know, I don't know if you followed all the marketing around Pride Month. Yeah. But Pride used to be a weekend. Yeah, sure. Now it's Pride Month. Yeah. You know, and a lot of the Pride stuff wasn't very honest. Do you know what I mean? It was all about marketing. Yeah, sure. So they took a hit for being all about Pride only for the dollars, yeah. not because it was coming from the heart. Yeah. So you're talking so, about um, from, a, from a business owner's point of view, uh, being, I guess, more human putting the, the human element into their businesses um, and allowing people to connect with them on that because of those levels. That's right. So let me tell you an exact thing that somebody can do yep. in this area. So someone invites you to connect. Yep. You look at their profile somewhere where their cause or their thoughts or something align with yours. If they don't, well, then maybe you've got a generic statement for everybody else. Yeah. But if you can tie in on some of their causes or my causes or similar, the things that, you know, if you, you, you avoid politics a little bit, but if someone looks, for example, if they're left leaning, all right, yeah. because they care about their, they're going door to door to find, to hand out water to people in Flint, you know, that tends to lead one way politically versus, you know, another way that would take water away from them. Maybe yeah, or something. Sure. You know, but if, if you tie in with what's what they what they say about themselves, it seems to be a cause or something they care about, and comment on that. Work that in with your standard paragraph, maybe about you know this is what I do and for who I serve and why they like me. But it's wrapped in this little wrapper called my heart. Yeah, absolutely. Mike, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. What would you say to someone? Because uh, I have had 
the experience where uh, you believe in something and you, you have that, you know, uh, in your heart and it's something that you feel strongly about and you are reluctant to mention that in a business environment because you're thinking to yourself that you're going to lose customers as a result. What would you say to somebody who had that sort of, uh, I guess, basic philosophy that they might be judged for what they believe in? Well, I have lost customers and and I've lost customers that I wish I didn't lose. So you're looking at the right person when you're asking this question. Okay. I don't think I've always done the right thing. I mean, I would, I would undo some call outs along the way because they were really, really good people. They just don't realize they've been brainwashed. (laughs) I mean, they're just the, the words coming out of their mouth. If they, if someone said that to them, they would feel like I do, but it's them talking and they're not hearing it because they're speaking it. Sure, um, sure. But when you tie into, into something that's kind of, you know, there's some really safe bets. Children are safe. Yeah. You know, sure. prosperity is a safe thing. Don't we want to do better? Live longer. Yeah. There's, there's general things we can, you know, pull together to, to, to agree on to, to bring us together and just kind of, forget about some of those other things, but they really do. I, I certainly, when I find out that I, that, that somebody is not a good person in some way, shape or form, and I don't mean just politics. I mean, I, I had just had one today where I have to choose between two partners here and they introduce me to each other. Yeah. You know, and I'm just going to hope one just kind of dies a little bit when you help out a little bit and hope it just goes away. Cause I, I, I've chosen which, which one I want to work yeah, with. Sure. And that's aligned with your personal belief. I guess, you know, you can't please all the people all of the time. And if you believe in it, whatever you believe in strongly enough, uh, you know, stay that path. But at the same time, be flexible in the way of other ways of connecting with people. As you said, children are a safe bet. Prosperity is a safe bet. You might, and I'm being facetious here, but you might be a Dolphins fan and somebody else is a Rams fan. But, you know, along the way, the positive connection of living a better life, the positive connection of being a better human, you know, doesn't affect the ability to connect unless you let it. That's correct. That's correct. Yeah. It, it, it totally got it. And, 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 and just some, sometimes there's things or some things are just better left unsaid, but this sure. is how I find out. Okay. This is, this is my little trick. I look them up on Facebook. There you go. And find out there what they're talking I about. Just, I see what they're posting and what they're saying on Facebook. Almost always I, I correct what I would say somehow based on what I find on their Facebook profile, not on a page, not on their personal profile feed. And if you looked at me on there, you would see things like I go to car shows. So you might work that into the conversation. You know, my life's wide open out there for people to find ways to get in with me. And many other people are kind of that way too. Are they more family oriented or more travel oriented or whatever? I think the um, what you were saying before about um, putting more of your personality into your business, I, I think that's so important when, when you're thinking exactly about that, about a connection. Because if, you, if you're able to do that, I always, and again, personal story, I always had, uh, I guess, a bit of a standoffish thing about being public in a, on social media. I, I, I wanted to keep my family a little bit separate. My, but the reality is people, people need that human element to be able to connect with you. And, and you know, from, from what you're saying, if you, if you do the, take the research and you look somebody up and you see what they're talking about, then you can change your language. You can actually connect with that person in a much better way. Absolutely. No, women know this much better than we do. Yeah, we're terrible at it. Guys are CRM sort of folks. We're data guys. Women will check you out on Instagram and 
Google you and stuff. Let, let me let me share let me share one thing. I I had I had someone who was almost a client of mine ten years ago, and it turned out he was a, a bad guy. Yeah, and and I through the through the grapevine and all, I found out that he was on don'tdatehimgirl.com, and he had wow. a great story about him out there and they linked it back to me, but I didn't sign up to go see it. You had to register and a guy registering on don't date him girl.com just doesn't sound right. No, it's not really uh not really a word for it. Okay. But, but you know, I mean, that's, that's not something I would ever expect, you know, and, and that's a disqualifier there. Absolutely. You know? Yeah. yeah definitely. I have, and, and I just want to, I just let it die. Yeah. There's, he found someone else to go talk to. And uh, I didn't want the better people. I think that's a, that's a, let them go, let them go. And I think that's an important point, Mike, because, you know, we, as entrepreneurs, as business coaches, as speakers ourselves, we talk to people about the, the uh, abundance mindset. You know what I mean? If there are genuinely people that you, you clash with, you just don't align with, do you know what? For every one of those, there's a hundred that you do align with. So let's not talk about scarcity and, and I'm going to lose that one customer. If you're genuinely um, aligned in a particular way, then I, I feel that there is more than enough business out there to make sure that you have the ability to stay true to yourself. But it's not necessarily going to come to you. Yeah, sure. You know? Yeah, exactly. You have to be proactive in making that happen. And I, I love, I love that that's what you do, especially at uh, Integrated Alliances. That you're you're uh, being proactive about about filling that uh, business opportunity pipeline. Mike, if I had an opportunity to to go back in time with you, um, and we, you and I are standing together. We've got our DeLorean and we've gone back and uh, you know done that whole thing. What message would you give to your twenty year old self? Oh, um, don't go into engineering school. <laughs> Why? Give your 20-year-old self a reason. I was miscast. Okay. You know, I went into engineering school because I was good with math. There you go. Is that a reason to go into engineering school? These days, it's still, do you know what it's Marketing still? people can be good with math. There you go. You know, other, other things. Or I would have taken my engineering degree. They had a two-year degree that I could get that was more hands-on engineering. Yeah. Um, and instead of the four year theoretical thing where you're plugging theorems into theorems and stuff, I wouldn't have done the five year engineering degree that I did. I would have done something less of that or different. Yeah. Um, I had ideas then I, I would have been, a, I, w- I could have gotten in on the Bill Gates thing. I had the right ideas. I was the right, the right, the right. I had it. I had those ideas. I have those ideas now. Fantastic. You've got the so, wisdom to chase it forward now. I know where the future's going. You want to know where it's going? I'd love to. I, I really, I, I speak about this. So it's, it's, uh, I, I there's a, uh, one of my, one of my recent, uh, Ted talky sort of speeches was called LinkedIn past, present and future. Mm-hmm. And at the end of it is the future part. So I'm just going to go to that. Skip to that. Bit. So right now we have all of these different inboxes. Yeah. LinkedIn sales navigator gives you two inboxes on LinkedIn alone. Just there. How about yeah. Facebook? How about Gmail? How about whatever? What if those inboxes could be consolidated into a single into a single position? Yeah. Here's Walt, and I can decide from Walt. Oh, I see. Walt message came in on LinkedIn, but goes out on email. Yeah. All in one spot. Okay. So you got the inbox there that's been consolidated. Okay. 
The next piece that happens is the feed, all the stuff and activity from the folks that you're connected to or friends with or following, however you do that, all in one feed as well, Mm -hmm. that I can fully control exactly what I want to see from who. Um, LinkedIn isn't determining what's in my feed. Facebook's not determining what's in my feed. I'm determining what's in my feed Yep. from all of these sources. Okay. Once again, tied to these people. The last part is our networks, our LinkedIn network, our Twitter network, our Instagram, our Facebook network, um, our contacts in in Gmail. Those folks, they're in one network over here. At least it's got all that stuff in it so we can kind of see if I'm connected in three networks, that's better than someone I'm connected in one. That's a higher lead score. Yeah. You can just picture these three things. So we've got the inbox the feed and our network here and some tool or system is going to be running that for us. could be a website. It could be a new browser that does all of that. These are all web apps. Who knows? It could be a website or an extension to Chrome. Perfect. Who knows? Yeah. But that's where it's going. Some universal stuff. Some universal connectivity. I think, you know, if we look at social media, the catch cry is connecting people. And yet there's so many different buckets of social media you know there's the the linkedin bucket and the the facebook bucket and we're we are in those buckets and and uh you know what you're talking about there is literally those buckets merging together so that we can have a a better connectivity across different platforms and yeah i think i think you're right there mike what would you what would you uh deliver as a a few minutes talk to a room full of graduate students talking about the future let's now look at you know the youth You've got a couple of minutes on stage to a room full of graduate students. What would you say to those kids? Do what you want to do. Not necessarily what your degree led you to do. Okay. Okay. Your degree gets you to here and from there. You're at a pivot point. You can go, you can take that degree and go in so many places. Get some advice. Find out what the job you think looks so like, so good really is like yeah okay um and that's why you know internships if you've done any of those are so helpful but even at this stage here don't don't be boxed in i was an engineer and i thought i had to go into engineering school guess what i bought a pc when i was in college Mm -hmm. 64k of memory nice word star and visicalc nice there you go cost 1.1 single floppy (laughs) green screen with a printer yeah that got me the job. It wasn't my engineering school with my interest in that. So I was doing exactly what I love for so long. Still am. Now it's just loved over here instead of loved, you know, over here. But my engineering degree just got me to this stage where I can pivot and go somewhere else. Yeah. Be really open to other types of music, as you would say, rather than the one that attracted you to the band in the first place. How would you suggest, uh, I've, got, I, I've only got a couple more questions, Mike, because I'm, I'm so grateful for your time and I really appreciate you giving that up. Um, how would you suggest those kids or anyone who finds themselves in the position of pivot right now, and the world is full of that, where people are just a little bit confused about tomorrow, how would you suggest somebody would find that clarity? Um, talking to folks that are just a couple years older than you. Nice. You know, two years older than you and asking them, what was the mistake that you made? Was going to Denver a good idea or should I stay closer to home? 
you know, by the way, go to Denver. <laughs> I love it. I suggest that highly. I didn't mean that in a, in a theoretical way. Everyone should go. <laughs> it's a practical. Um, I'm, I'm going back. Going back soon. Um, and I go through there all the time. But think about someone who's just a little, your older brother, you know, someone who you respect. That's not 10 years older. Yeah. You know, still, you know, from the same cloth as you. You were in school at the same time. Yeah. That, that kind of principle. But they were a senior. You were a freshman. What are, what are they thinking? Because they're... they're if, if they've been in business for, if they've had a job for two or three years, they might be thinking that, oh, I made the wrong pivot. Oh, I got into this place and I really wish I'd have known that I'm more of a, a, a left brain sort of sales sort of person than an engineer where you shove pizzas under the door and say, thank you when I collect a paycheck. At the end. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So find somebody that's, that's just a little bit further down a path and ask them, how does it feel up there? Yes, that's exactly right. And the other thing, another really, really nice thing, they're all sort of personality uh, surveys and, and things to learn about your personality to learn what you're good at and stuff. If I'd have taken one of those, I wouldn't have been in engineering school like I did. Mm-hmm. They would have advised me to do something else. By the way, for every person who's in marketing, there's one who should have been in engineering. Okay, I'm not disengaging. Absolutely, absolutely. But that's their own but, personal goal. Look at me here. Do I look like the kind of guy who would sit with a slide rule over here crafting stuff in AutoCAD over here? Or do I more belong with people? Yeah. But that'll tell you whether you're more of a people person or not. And you're more likely to get a better job, a higher paying job, and be more successful if you're a screw going into a screw instead of a nail over here. You're in the right, the right situation. You're not trying to be the wrong thing. Yeah, absolutely. I think because life passes us by so fast, you and I both, you know, we look back at, uh, for me, I know uh, my school reunion this, this year is, is 25 years since we left school. And that has been a shock. And, and for that, that group of graduating students or, you know, the, the CEO, the entrepreneur, the person, let's be specific, the human being who finds themselves right now in a position of, of uh, indecision or, or um, you know, a little bit of confusion, the ability to just take a pause and look a few years out and connect with someone and say, Hey, how, how's the view from up there? You know, and, and have that guiding mentorship. I think that's, that's a really powerful message. Mike, who's yeah, someone? it isn't the view from the top of the mountain. It's the view from the next hill. Yeah. Perfect. Absolutely. You know, is it really, is it really what I think when I get up there or are there other paths to take Mike, who's someone that you look up to? What's a, who's a, a mentor living dead, uh, you know, a, a business person or whatever. Who's a, who's a guiding uh, light for you? I do have a special person that I look at, and, and uh, her name is Kari Anderson, K-A-R-E Anderson, and uh, she's an Emmy-winning writer. Um, she's a Forbes contributor, Huffington Post contributor, and she taught me things that really resonated with me, and she's just been so wonderful to me over the years. Kari Anderson. Fantastic. Um, uh, let me give you an example. You want an example? Absolutely. Um, so so uh, she taught me the principle of compared to what? Tell me about that. You know, every, so, so here's this number over here, this wonderful thing. Well, why does it mean something? Well, compared to what? So, so I asked you in the, in the beginning, you mentioned something about LinkedIn. I said, well, LinkedIn compared to what? Didn't I? Absolutely. That came from Kari. There you go. Okay. So it's so a, a you know, something. So you, people break off of something that they know and they can talk about the difference instead of things that they don't have anything that they know about. Nice. Kari, what was it? What was her surname? Kari. Kari Anderson. K-A-R-E Anderson. There's a little tick on the end of the E, but you don't nice. need it. I'll check it out. Mike, I know that you've got um, 
you've got uh, uh, your book coming out, as I said, which is called Campaigns, which I think is really important in terms of uh, the new generation of sales pipelines and, and the way of approaching people and automation put behind that. People can find out more about you with uh, Navigating LinkedIn, which, again, is a lot of free stuff there that they can go and, and catch up with you. But, Mike, let's let's finish off with what's next for you. What's the, what's the goal? What's the horizon? Where are you headed? Um, I'm headed more to the stage with the topics that I talked about, more the future. People always want more time on the future. So I tend to shorten my stuff at the beginning and talk more about the future at the end. I'm just going to talk about the future. Fantastic. Things kind of starting tomorrow into the future, you know, not just today necessarily. Um, but I'd like to build that software product we talked about. Awesome. Awesome. You know, that front end, and I think I'm the right guy to do it. So, so if, you, if you're a VC there, or a backer and uh, you know you liked what Mike said, get in touch with him and uh, see if you can lend a hand along the journey. I have a product plan. I even have the user interface designed already. It's already well have the UI. So. Well done, mate. Fantastic. Mike O'Neill, thanks so much for joining me. The CEO of Integrated Alliances, two times Forbes, top 50 social media influencers, one of the top connectors in the world. Mate, I'm so grateful for your time. Thank you for coming to join us and uh, I wish you all the best for the upcoming book launch and everything you've got planned. Thank you, Walt. It's really great being on your show. I hope the things help you in some way. Thanks, man. I really appreciate it.